Let's drop the green flag on this episode of The Talent Tank Podcast with your host, Wyatt Pemberton, bringing you the best, fastest, most knowledgeable personalities in Ultra 4 and off-road racing. All right, everybody, welcome to it. Little uh, bench racing session talking about San Felipe. I'm not sure what all the words mean on it. Uh, El Rey de Los Baja, but we're going to go there. I didn't see a you know specific you know sponsor there, but here we are. We're in Clubhouse. This is kind of a cool session. Uh, this will be number three. This is uh, basically, I mean, there's some West Coast guys on here that are actually at the race already that are sitting there. They're, they're logged in and logged on, but uh, we're going to talk about racing in San Felipe. Everybody, welcome. I want to remind everyone we're going to run this for 60 minutes. It is recorded after the 60 minutes, you know, stop recording. You, you guys can catch this 60 minutes uh, tomorrow on the podcast or anytime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it'll stay up in perpetuity. But afterwards, we'll have the after show, basically after hours and uh, no holds barred. You guys talk about what you want, uh, what's on your mind, get it off your uh, chest uh, amongst friends like we're sitting around a campfire and uh, not recorded. So off the record. Anyway, um, Shannon Welch, thank you for uh, for hosting us in this party again on uh, in your off road racing and events uh, forum here on uh, Clubhouse. This is awesome. Thank you. Absolutely, always happy to have you, Wyatt. And uh, I think I'm just going to dive straight into it. We'll get into some some of the uh, the Sam Philippi, uh details, but we'll talk about like some current affairs or some current stuff going on right now uh, in Ultra Four. The new rules, uh, the 2021 semicolon two um, new rules, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I, I don't think uh, this is the right place to talk about them or to bring them up and to go in them because we could talk for hours. I certainly see some, some folks in the crowd that we've had conversations in the last week around those rules. Drivers, I implore you, if, if the rules aren't something that you're liking, Talk to your other drivers, talk to your class reps, bring it up to JT, bring it up to Ryan, bring it up to Dave, bring it up as a group, bring it up as a collective, bring it up at the driver's meeting. Uh, San Felipe, there won't be a driver's meeting because of uh, you know the rules on everybody on numbers, so that's why you guys have the virtual one. But I think there needs to be some discussion around rules um, and what we saw came out. I'm, I'm merely just media sitting in the back, cheap seats, throwing things, but I know a lot of you guys – are not happy based on how much my phone rang this week or text the text I got this week or the messages I got across Facebook this week. I really do value the position you put me in. I do. I, it, I mean, it's not like a, I didn't aspire to sit in this uh, seat to be in the shooting gallery with Ultra 4 by bringing issues. And, you know, historically, that has been the MO when you bring up a, an issue to Ultra 4 that, you know, as the messenger, you would get shot. And shoot the messenger was the, the the way it goes. I think you know there's certainly been a change there. I, I thought Ryan Miller was going to jump in here. Maybe he will here shortly. Uh, he may be on here. He already. is on now. Awesome. He, you know he, he had you know Dave, Dave reached out to him yesterday as he's the 4400 liaison, and there's been a lot of discussion around uh, you know hyperbole on uh, on 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 split times and some things along those lines that uh, some drivers have brought to attention of. Uh, of of ryan and um and various other racers that have brought it up i didn't catch wind of it actually until dave actually reached out to me on it and i had to go you know kind of root around and say hey what usually i think i'm fairly well informed this one I, I i wasn't as informed as i i would like to be but if you guys as drivers if there's something that you don't agree with talk to your class reps you guys have them the the, the liaisons for for your class I don't know who all they are. I, I think John Rance was one for at one point, but I think he moved on. Um, but I know Ryan Miller is the 4400, and that's the he's kind of my go-to guy about what is the hot button items. And then he's got you know direct contact with Dave and JT, and they kind of work stuff out. But I love so that you Wyatt, guys are raising them. Wyatt is Chip. Uh, I'm also a uh, the 4400 rep with Ryan. There's two of you. Yep. There's always been. They got an east and a west. Well, th- well, there we go. I did not know that. And Chip, uh, I'm gonna let everyone know this. Chip is actually in San Felipe. He's sitting like on an on an overlook, drinking cervezas, looking out at uh some some uh Baja de California, some Sia Cortez. It looks like, and basically, f you, Chip. That's yeah, what we have. Well, I sent you the picture on purpose because you suck and don't race anymore. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining in. So that's kind of, that's kind of my take on current affairs along those lines. We can jump in and talk about rush real quick. We just came off the rush race. There was, and that's kind of where some of these rules came from. Uh, there was another, you know, uh, a, a, an issue, which I, I see both sides of the issue considering how muddy it was, uh, suboptimal. Um, it was sad to see, uh, you know, Jason Shear knocked off the podium there, but I mean, Again, Ultra Four, Ultra Four pulled off an amazing race in the middle of nowhere, literally middle of nowhere, Kentucky, in muddy, sloppy conditions. And uh, and with with that, I'm, I I want to get uh, I got Miles here. Um, Miles, hey, jump on real quick and kind of give me your quick read on how you thought Rush was as a, from a spectator standpoint, not as an Ultra see, Four I- rep. So, so I had, I had a great time. Uh, it was, it was a fun race. It was out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but the park itself is absolutely amazing. Uh, the park owner was cool. The, the venue was awesome. Uh, being paired up with the rock bouncers was a little different and I had an absolute blast just, uh, watching those guys. Uh, but, but the race as a whole, I thought it went great. I mean, there's definitely their struggles with, with minimal internet and all that jazz and the, the weather was interesting. Uh, but, I mean, they made it happen, and everybody raced good, and it was a. Uh, I, I had fun. I hope everybody else did too. Now, now, how did that work out with Clyde? Clyde handles the rock bouncer side of the house, and he let you guys Ultra Four basically got a piggyback on his equipment. Was that that was a great symbiotic relationship, or? Yeah, did, how, so that was kind of a last minute thing. Is uh, we didn't think we, we couldn't get internet there, so we just kind of checked it up. It was like, well, we'll do a recap on the deal. Well, then all of a sudden, Clyde's like, "No, I've done it there. I've got my own setup." Uh, I can't do HD like you guys do or, or high quality. Uh, but he's like, but if you guys want to, you know, piggyback off of them, yada, yada. So we made a deal with Clyde and he made it happen. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was cool to see a different, a different production side of things. Uh, it was definitely a little more low key, but he does it all himself and he makes it happen. Like it was kind of cool. It was kind of a one man band. He had just basically a, a, a two satellites like, like dish network satellites hanging off the side of your house. And he was able to put those all together and, and the quality was a little low, but it, it was a live show. Um, so it was, it worked out and, and we had a live show that not better many cameras, um, but it, it was, it was live. So it was cool. Yeah. There, there, there you go. Right, right from the, the mouths of babes on, on that. Uh, going through, uh, the, the winners in there. And it, I mean, it looks like the, if you look at the national points, I mean, I'm going to talk about 4,400 first because the, 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 I'm, I'm fanboys of these guys, but the Miller chassis guys, Josh Blyler ends up winning the, the event. I don't think it, he won under circumstances that he was necessarily, you know, cool with based on that, you know, there was, there was a disqualification at the top of the podium, uh, Eric Miller in second, but badass. I don't remember who all called it last time, but Kevin Porterfield, you know, rocking the wide open design car that Adam Woodley built and designed. He, he finishes out third. He ends up being your podium. I don't remember who all, who all called what we should have gone back and listened. Thank God. I don't write that stuff down, but Blyler Miller Porterfield on the 4,400 podium. And a lot of people called that. That was awesome. And I swear poor Bailey Cole, we're going to call Bailey Cole the fourth. I mean, he, he has <laughs> Mr. Dan McMillan, <laughs> Mr. Dan McMillan. He has finished fourth so many times, but that said, Fourth, 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 you know, he's consistent, and that puts him at the very top of the box on the National Points Championship race right now. He is he is the man to be. He's leading the National Points race in, uh, in 4,400. Um, jumping to the, uh, the MC, our man, he's sitting up here right now, uh, John Schaefer. John Schaefer wins the, the EMC in the 4,600 class. John, you want to mute and uh, tell us how your race went real quick? Yeah, I mean uh... – the race went really well for us. Uh, first lap wasn't as bad as far as mud went, but as the laps wore on, the you know the mud found its way out in the water, and it got it got pretty sloppy. But we just put the hammer down and kept going. Well, that is <laughs> that's about as simple as it gets, right? And then uh, from a competition standpoint, uh, Matt Gresser and Ken Carter finish out the the podium there in the forty six hundred class. Uh, any uh, any push from those guys, John? They challenge you pretty good. No, not really. I think when we when we took off, we were you know we set the pole, so we got out in front. Uh, we passed a couple upper class cars and just kept a really good pace. Uh, 
and didn't get stuck, didn't have to winch, no flat tires. So we just kept making ground. And uh, I know some of the cars that were behind us, you know, got into the mud hole and everybody got kind of bottled up and stuff. So, you know, we were out in front of all that. Oh, man. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh, moving to the 4,500 guys, Dwayne Garrettson. Dwayne's the guy to beat, man. East Coast wheeling. He is, uh, he's a man in the mud in the trees. That, that, that didn't shock me that Dwayne sits at the top. Uh, Jesse Oliver was right behind him. What a, what another great driver. And then, uh, and then John grounds rolls out that rounds out the podium there. 4,800 and this guy, he should have been on, but you know, King sandbagger himself, Casey Gilbert puts another one on the box. Uh, he finishes first followed by George Schooley and then, uh, Justin Barth. I didn't realize Barth was in, uh, 4,800. I was curious what he was running. Um, I think we got up here sitting up here, Jonathan Terhune. Hey, Terhune. What was he's in a Jimmy's car. He is in a Jimmy's car. Oh, Miles knew. Oh, see. Should have known. Miles, you're going to replace me one day. <laughs> if you'd ever yeah, saw Miller, Miller, uh, Jimmy's. There you go. Well, and now we'll, we'll, we'll talk to this guy. All right. Anthony, talk to me about the UTV finishing results. You called it. I, you said Jamie McCoy was going to be the guy to beat. Jamie, Jamie wins Levi Metzinger in second Cody Miller rounds out the box. Anthony, how was that race? You finished seventh. Uh, we, we was the first, uh, heat of the day. So it was pretty chilly. Um, the water was still very cold from the night before and there was quite a few Creek crossings. So I, uh, I played it a little safe through the water holes being single seat. I eat everything. Um, and that cost me a little bit of time, but I kind of figured there'd be more breaking than carnage because the course was pretty slick. But actually, uh, Levi, the guy that got second, I think he blew a front diff on the last lap, if I believe. And uh, just expected more carnage than what there was. But, uh, yeah, McCoy, that kind of situation, McCoy's hard to beat. Yeah, he, he's kind of the guy on the East Coast, man. He really is. Well, awesome, man. You know, what a, what a great round out to uh, – you know, it's good to be back racing. It's good to see, you know, that was the, the first East Coast event off mostly without a hitch, aside from all the rain that went down. I think Ultra 4 was a few, uh, you know, days and hours behind on getting everything set up because of the rain. Um, but, hey, they pulled it off uh, very, very, uh, very successfully. Congratulations to the Ultra, Ultra 4 crowd. Congratulations to all the podiums. You guys that didn't do so well, hey, try better next time. All right. On that note, who wants to talk about San Felipe? I'm here. I'll be in on this. <laughs> All right, I'm Chip. I'm going to lead lead with you since uh, you uh, you're there now, and uh, and I know the longer we go into the show, the more Moss Cervezas you're going to be in, and I'm going to have to cut you off. Oh yeah, we're drinking. So you guys crossed over this morning at yes, did you cross at Calexico? Yep, we came in through uh, Mexicali, and we uh, we got through. Border crossing really easy. It was when we got in Mexicali's where the issue started, but it wasn't really that big a deal. And you got uh, they, uh, you got shook down. I did. I uh, they pulled me over for speeding, which I wasn't speeding. And uh, Brad, who is also sitting here with me, actually slowed down and let the cop get in behind me, which I will blame my co-driver. Um, but I paid him eighty bucks, and we took off down the road. I was like, I had. I don't know how much money in race cars on the truck. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the police station and deal with this. So gave me $80 and we went down the road. No, no stickers, no stickers and no, uh, no autographs. Well, I thought he was getting, wanted an autograph actually, but he just wanted Benjamin Franklin's. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Well, let me roll through the, let me roll through the information that I've got on Baja right now. Um, real quick. So, Wow, this is uh, this May 14th, May 15th of 2021. King of Baja ran in San Felipe, Mexico. They're calling it the El Rey de los Baja. Viva Ultra 4. Uh, San Felipe, it's on the east side of the Baja Peninsula. It's just uh, 120 miles south of the border. Apparently, those first couple miles south are hard. Cost chip 80 bucks a mile, somewhat, something like that early on. Uh, it's the gateway to the Sea of Cortez. Population's roughly 20,000 people. Uh, elevation 30 feet. So you're, uh, you're at sea level. Cars should run really good. Um, sucking all that, uh, dense air, uh, weather is going to be mid eighties and sunny all week long, which, uh, means it's going to be dusty. If anyone's familiar with San Felipe, watching any of the trophy truck races, any of the desert races score and whatnot, uh, 
it's whoops. There's some really, really fun whoop sections around there. It's cool to see Ultra 4 back down there. This is the second time uh, they've raced San Felipe. We, we raced there last time. I want to say it was 2019 because 2020 didn't happen anywhere. It was supposed to. So 2019, and now we're back. There's going to be a qualifier in the 4400. I don't think there's a qualifier in any other class. Is that right, Miles? Ah, he's not listening. No, they're racing. They're qualifying all the uh, classes. They are. Okay. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. Qu- qualifying all, all classes. Just power hour for 4400 only. Gotcha. Okay, I will get into that in a second. So everyone is going to qualify. Qualifying is roughly a mile. I don't understand the start on order, but whatever. Uh, top 10 in points, and they're going to back down from points on that, So, which that would mean no no surprise that Bailey Cole would be your uh, your last qualifier in power hour. Is that correct? Because he is currently the national points leader? Correct. Yeah, all right. That makes sense to me. Uh, and I don't know if that will give him an advantage, actually. No, no, that's actually a handicap. Being at the back of the pack in a, in a desert qualifier, no, the, that means the holes are going to be the biggest for you. So Yeah, the, uh, so what I heard learned today was we're running the same course we did two years ago, uh, which was cool. Uh, same qualifier just because of the way they can get the permits and the way the COVID is going on down here. But I'm going to tell you why. If I had to pick one race that I had to go race every year, it'd be San Felipe, and I'd pick it over King of the Hammers. Wow, that's a that that is a tall order because King of the Hammers is pretty much uh, where it's at. So uh, before. I want to come back to the COVID protocols down there, but let, let me get through a couple more stuff with uh with with everybody. Uh, one main pit, no chase race, twenty five mile per hours in the speed zone. Uh, a twenty five mile per hour speed zone in the hot pit. Uh, the race itself, twenty two mile loop. It's rocks, desert. Chip just said it's uh the 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 same as it was uh two years ago. Uh, Chip Miles, any uh any other insight on that? How much of that is you know, give me a percentage on what do you think uh des to rocks is? A lot what more I re- desert than rocks. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chip. No, it, Miles right. It's a lot more desert than rocks. The uh the rocks are not what we would call like at hammers. They're just kind of bumpy going down creek rocks and some uh you know, going over hills and things like that and the you know, honestly the biggest thing that we have to watch out here is uh spectators. When we raced here two years ago, Brad and I popped up out of a canyon, and we were right in the middle of a bunch of tents. Oh, and and none of them were Marcos Gomez. No, not at all. Not a single one of them. All right. And we got 150 feet uh, each line of center. Uh, That's why. Did you bring the extra wide rollout construction level tape for that? I uh, we got Bailey's tape measure. You got Bailey's tape measure. Yep. His his doesn't read well from what we heard out of <laughs> out of Moab. And then I saw I actually saw pictures of him measuring from center line at Rush. I found that to be pretty funny and pretty awesome. Yeah, he took it in stride. I talked to him about it, and you know we talked about it before. Um, you know he he took it in stride, and he went for his own race down in Kentucky, and uh, he owned it. Yeah, just mud, just just just, just mud there. Well, so so based on what you've seen so far, Chip, down there, talk to me about COVID protocols south of the border and what it's taken for you guys to get across and then what you understand the conditions to be for you guys to come back. So, you know, coming through here, we actually made it through easier this time until we got into Mexicali, which that was a change. Um, you got to make sure you got registration or titles for anything you're bringing across. Uh, Zandy brought some razors across, we, which don't have registration, but they tra- actually turned them around because they didn't have the titles. Uh, we didn't have that two years ago because we brought the same stuff that we did two years ago. Other than that, it's the same. We're sitting here at Pete's camp. Um, it looks like two years ago. Um, I mean, uh, we're following the protocols that the government's asking us to do, um, but you wouldn't really see a big change. Okay. All right. Well, as we, as we jump into this, uh, I'm ready to break down some classes. I don't, I don't want you know, us to get too far behind. We're 20 minutes in. As we look at UTV, right now the, the list, Alan, Alan Johnson told me, current list is current list. What, what we see up on the website is, uh, is good, is gospel at, the, at this moment in this cut in time. We've got, uh, we've got 13 UTV guys that, that made the, travel, the, the trip down there. I can see that maybe that's what's hampered the numbers is what Chip said, is that you needed to have a uh, – a title to cross the border. So, you know, some of these cars purpose built. Hey, Chip, chime in on this. Uh, how's that work on the uh, the big cars? 
So what we did on the LT4 cars is we made bill of sales and we actually used the KOH band with the numbers that were on them. Okay. And I mean, cause they don't have a title and those, they didn't even look at those. They were looking more at the pit bikes and uh, the razors. They just wanted to make sure that we weren't bringing stolen stuff across. Gotcha. You know, they, 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 they see a lot of that stuff come across anyway for, for score and for the, you know, Nora and all the other events that are south of the border. So probably the big cars aren't exactly on their radar versus how easy it is to run a stolen bike across. Well, talk, talking UTV, we've got 13 guys registered, uh, right off the bat. I see a couple names that I absolutely think are the ringers that I'm, that I think are, the, you know, just going to own it. Uh, Scott LeSage, I see him down there in the 4932. That, that guy, I have so much respect for him. Cole Clark on the list. Corey Nasso's in there. I think that's, uh, there's some, there's some good stuff on there. My UTV guy. This, that's this on is a uh, Corey's first race. Is it? Yeah. This is, a, he's uh, usually teamed up with, uh, Levi Shirley, but this is that's his first right. race. Yeah. That, that, there you go. And now, but Levi has, hasn't Levi raced Corey's car before? Uh, KOH this year. Yes. That's, that's kind of what I thought. So is Levi going to co-drive for him? I asked that and he said he did not think so, but right. time will tell. Look at you. You are on top of, on top of the information. Way, way better than me. It's like you have a job working for ultra four or something. <laughs> I do have a question though. I thought I saw the Rance family saying that there were a couple of races running simultaneously, which was causing them some issues with co-drivers and crew. Uh, what would be racing simultaneously? If anybody knows that would be causing like the Rance family to have some issue. So it's a morning race and an after race. So it's 44 in the afternoon and everything else in the morning. So I could see that being an issue for somebody like that. Yeah, because Rants, Rants are racing in 4,500, and they're racing UTV as well. So you could, you could in theory, get there. Um, I, I, think it's, I, I think there's some really cool things going on in, going on in the EMC if we, uh, we jump into that, that morning race. Yeah, on the UTVs, though, I, I didn't hear you mention Mark Welch. He won at Moab. How can you not bring him up? I, I didn't bring him up, but thank you for bringing him up, Terhoon. See? He's second fastest lap in UTVs at Moab and won the race. Can't even get a mention? Come on, man. I, I'm i going to kick. I'm gonna, hey, Shannon, can we kick Terhoon back down to the crowd? <laughs> I, I don't know. He comes in with knowledge. Do he you want to do did. that? <laughs> I, you know, I'm always impressed, like, how, how much information, like, you know, guys like, you know, Miles or Pam or other people in this crowd, that's why you guys are up here is to have an all. I can't, I can't get it all. I can't get it all right. Um, I throw one more at you, Miles. I didn't hear Trey McKinley, who also had the fastest lap at Moab. So I didn't two say guys, anything, but yes, Trey's fast. Two guys I Absolutely. think can be up there towards the top that are, are worth a mention. And Zollinger, we didn't mention him. Well, I can read off the all, I can read off all 13, Terhoon, if you want me to read off all 13 entries. but uh, Hey, I'm just wanting you to read the guy that won the last race. Is that too much to ask? Well, maybe. That was two I races didn't know. ago, <laughs> Oh, God, I love busting balls. Thank you. I need, I did need that. Well, in, in, the, in the EMC, God dang it, Terhoon got me laughing uh in in the emc you know uh 4500 i only see three entries which which i see this being you know uh because he's got morning race and afternoon races john grounds in 4500 and in 4400 rick lavazzo and then sean rance and that's the that's part of the the rance issue that we were talking about utv and uh running emc as well in 4500 i i'm going to talk about 4600 last i'm going to jump to 4800 Brett Harrell, Chase Caprera, Chuck Crossland, Cody Young, Eric Wickle, Kevin Ultra Four Jones, Logan Goodall, Michael Land, uh, hang it, Michael London, uh, you know, Michael Trebino, our current king, Randy Slauson, and Trent Roberts. Uh, working my way back up that list, Randy Slauson, he wins KOH this year. He has a a, a forty eight hundred car. Uh, that they just busted out and busted out and worked on and got it got it ready and decided they were going to go uh, go race San Felipe a few weeks ago. I think that's a a great story. I think I heard details from somebody somewhere that Randy is actually going to co drive in the forty four hundred race. Yep, for Wicks. Yep, for uh, for Chris Wicks, right? 
Uh, actually, Justin Wicks, his son is actually going to drive, I believe. So, so Justin's going to okay. I, 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 I get them all because there, there's so many Wicks, and uh, I, just, I, I mess it all up. Uh, yeah, so Wyatt Justin is driving for Chris Wicks. He's substituting, which Randy's going to co-drive. And Randy busted the uh, 4,800 car today. We're going to try to get it back together tonight and tomorrow. He blew a front axle, and uh, hopefully we can get it back together. Oh, well, good. Good. I mean, Randy is definitely one who will put, put his, put his shit, to, shit on the box and get it together. I have no doubt they'll work all night on that. Uh, working the way up uh, the list, Michael London, current favorite. I got to say, if, you know, for me, per, just personally, because I just interviewed him, he was just this week's uh, Talent Tank, episode 47. I've got to give a shout to Ian Johnson over at Big Tire Garage there in Tennessee. Ian reached out to me after that episode and, and literally told Mike, tell me, hit up Michael Lennon, share my contact information with Michael, let him know any media and marketing stuff that he needs. He's got it for me. So I, I, that's awesome. Big tire garage Ian Johnson reaching out to help the marketing of a guy that's, you know, a former service member and a guy that's just putting so much out there for wounded warrior. Uh, that was awesome. Ian Johnson, my own editor, um, Gary, Gary, you know, who edited the episode came to me afterwards and was like, Hey, if that guy needs any voiceover work, please, you know, share my information. I don't know how much voiceover work Michael Lennon is going to need, but, uh, I, I found it very cool to two people that I have so much respect for in the world to step up and, uh, and back up a guy like that. Um, out of the list, Logan Goodall, man, you can never, great, great driver, good kid. Uh, Kevin ultra four Jones. We, we love ultra four Jones. He's doing a, a damn fine job marketing out there. Crossland. Uh, well, chase Caprera. Chase Chase was absolutely killing it at KOH. Wouldn't Chase the 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 pole setter? He he won the race also. He ended up win the race too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Terhune was that sufficient? Did I did I work everybody in there? Yeah, yeah, you got. I think you got the guy that won the race. Who was it that won Moab? Just to put you on the spot, uh, Cody Young. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, guess that, we should mention him, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna let, let Miles do that. I need to open up. Uh, I guess go back and pull up my stuff from two uh, two races ago, since this is the second West race in the series. That'd be important, huh? All right. So 4600. Albert Contreras, super fan favorite of Albert. You know, he 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 literally races everything. Brad Lovell, no comment. We're gonna come back to Brad. Uh, John Snell. Jonathan Smith, Josh Atterbury, loved Josh Atterbury, loved, loved him in the VW uh, in that class 10. Justin Reese, Justin uh, Justin is a, a, a favorite of mine as well in his Toyota. Uh, and our current king. And our current king, Sean and Brian McNamara, and uh, Twitchy McGee. And, hey, Terhune, for this, I don't know which position he finished in, but Twitchy McGee was on the podium at Moab. That's what I remember. Yeah third place and you know i i put a lot to this fastest lap and it's exciting to see in 4600 because in every other class generally the fastest lap goes to the winner or the person that was winning until they weren't but in 4600 he was the second fastest lap in third um atterbury and fifth was the fastest lap and justin reese of course the winner did not have the fastest lap but that's kind of how 4600 goes it's definitely a true endurance race where you you know to finish first you must front uh, must finish definitely uh, applies in this class yeah and, and and my disappointment in that race was uh the the number eight on that one uh the 468 the samurai driven by amber turner um i i wanted to see her do better and i think uh you know she she had a rough go there but it's really cool to see um see her see see this uh new new, new chick out there killing it you know this was her second koh but I believe she's also in San Felipe. I don't know, Chip, if you ran into her, but she should be down there running around with uh, Randy Slauson since she is one of the Bomber Fab crew now. I was going to say, isn't she working on Randy's car as we speak? <laughs> that would be my guess as well. R- Randy, I know Randy's right beside her working. He's not, uh, you know, having a, having beers with Chip and uh, talking about how his crew's changing out stuff. All right. While we're here talking 4600, the new Broncos. Brad Lovell, he hauled uh, he hauled one down there. This is going to be the first race for uh, Ford Factory Racing. They announced it at KOH. We hadn't seen one show up in an event yet, and and yet here they are, forty six hundred factory support, factory racing, Ford Ford Motors in 
our midst. What's everyone's take on this? How either how cool, or do you think it's going to be uh, just a, a bastardization of the forty six hundred class and going to gut it? I think it's awesome for the sport. Period. Uh, and and Lovell just he's a humble, awesome dude, and to have him represent Ford Performance and bring the Bronco out, I think it's great for Ultra Four. I think it's great for Brad. I think it's great for Ford. I think it's it's awesome. So listen to your talent tank, Wyatt, when you uh, interviewed Brad. I'm going to tell you, I think I was pretty honored that Ford is doing something that is bringing its Ultra 4 and to see the thing on the trailer, the, the pictures yesterday, I haven't seen it in person yet. I think it's pretty cool for our, our sport. And for him to finish in a stock Bronco, what, two weeks ago? In what, third place? Yeah, or, that's right. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. And to hear what he did from his experience with Ultra 4 and the other, you know, organizations we've a lot of us race with i mean that's pretty powerful to me you know it makes us little guys seem like oh wait we do have an influence on what's going on it legitimizes us yeah i agree with that and and what we've been chasing for you know some of us have been chasing our entire lives some of us chasing greater than 10 years some of us just chasing a year but it legitimizes what what we've been chasing and no better ambassador for the sport than brad level the the, the guy has lived and breathed and li- you know di- snorts dust um he's been in it for so long um different classes different series different promoters uh but for brad same partners he's been you know for the most part ford bfg amsoil uh when i think about amsoil i think about brad's face that's kind of like how synonymous it is in in my in my world thinking about them and uh for ford to get in with factory racing i think this goes a long ways i really hope for really good things out of that car i hope it doesn't absolutely just dominate 4600 where it kind of changes the look and feel of 4600 but at the same time you know i'm all for moving forward i i have a couple of things to add on that um one i'm gonna throw it back to like 2009 in ultra four right brad and roger were ogs in the ultra four community they'd show up and sleep in the back of their truck just like the rest of us i think brad's loyalty like you say to amsoil to bfg to all of his partners is is top notch um they were definitely people that i looked up to when i first got into the sport and they're they're true professionals and they've been loyal to the ford and bronco throughout their entire racing career so to see them get the recognition from ford on this i think is huge um and to be the first ones to bring it out makes a lot of sense and anything that keeps brad level racing in ultra four i think is good for both brad and the sport as well um so that's just a couple of things on brad and and just how long he's been around this yes he's done a lot of other things but he's been he's been in ultra four since the very beginning and to see him come back and, and be the one to introduce that Bronco in this way is just cool. Um, and then on top of it, you know, if you would have asked me four or five years ago, which class I thought might be on the verge of dying out, it would have been the 4,600 class. And now we're in Mexico and there's more 4,600s there than there are 4,500s. And we have, we have, factories wanting to factory support wanting to get involved in that class nothing bad can come of that and knowing dave and jt and where they go with making sure races are fun and competitive where they need to be if these things blow it out of the water i see them making them their own class like a spec class but i don't think that's necessarily going to be the case and i think everybody's just gonna have to bring it a little bit but do i see that there could potentially be a legends and a pro class or a you know like a legends version of 4600 maybe but they'll figure that out as they need to but you know i've seen so many cars that people have said oh this is going to be the class killer and nine times out of 10, they're not. So I just think we need to take that with a grain of salt. That's a great perspective. I think uh, I'm with you there. I'm actually surprised to see in the MC, uh, Dan Fresh. Dan Fresh not there. Dan Fresh has been the guy that's been the guy to beat in Ultra 4 this year in, in the MC class, in, in the MC and in 4500, and he's not there. I was wanting to see, uh, I've got da- Dawson. Dawson Allington's on with us. You know, I'm going to throw him up here on stage for a discussion. Dawson, talk to me about 4,500 and kind of what you're thinking about why there's only uh, three 4,500s showing up down there. So, honestly, 
Um, just going off. I mean, I agree with everything Shannon said. I kind of want to go back to 4,600 <laughs> right now. Um, you know, seeing, I was kind of hoping that would happen when Jeep was getting involved and we saw the gladiator race. I was like, Oh, getting all excited that factory support was coming to the, to the stock class. And then they only raised the one race. And then that was a little disappointing. Um, but now that Ford, obviously, you know, they're, they're throwing it all in there. They're, it's, I, I really hope that it's not another Jeep scenario where they only race the one race and they're like, Oh no, this isn't for us, you know? Um, but 4,500, I, I don't know. I, I I can answer that one honestly. I'm I'm bummed I'm not down there, but just you know, circumstances changed for us and we weren't able to make it to this one. Uh, that's understandable, fully understandable. Is it? I think last thing on on the the Broncos because I I feel like as president of the Bronco Haters Club I should speak up. I think, <laughs> it's, yeah, if you look on the Insiders page, there's a nice FJ video that I thought was a Bronco the first time I watched it. But um, I think the coolest part about the Bronco though, there's two different groups. There's those that are cheering for the field and those that are cheering for the Bronco. But long story short, there's a lot of people watching 4600. And I think that's just, that's really cool. It's bringing some attention to the class. And me personally, I'm cheering for everybody but Brad. I love Brad. He's an awesome guy. But, man, I got to root against the Bronco. I'm cheering for everybody else. That's kind of what we did for, uh, you know, Boston Kyle a few weeks ago, racing San Felipe 250. It wasn't that we liked or didn't like the Lordstown or the Lordstown crew or what Lordstown was trying to do. We just really wanted to see the the David beat the Goliath and and Boston Kyle and his thirty thousand forty thousand dollar forerunner put it to a million plus dollar budgeted race team, right? Same idea. That's why I'm hoping the best case scenario is win or lose, no matter who it is, is that it's a good race between the the Bronco and the rest of the class. That would be best thing, best case scenario. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's move on. Let's let's move on to my boys, man. This is my this is my favorite portion of the show. Talking uh, talking forty four hundred, talking the unlimiteds. Nothing against all the other classes. I I'm, I just I, I don't identify very well. I ha- I have a problem. I I identify with the the forty four hundred guys better just because I I like big tires and horsepower and zero f's given and. I mean, he used to be a racer. No, no. Spectator uh, that, that put on a helmet every now and then, you know that Miles. You rode with me a lot. It was scary, but it was fun. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Feel like you're you know throwing stones here. All right, you know we're gonna check off the the Terhune ter- podium from uh, from Moab. Well, Brian Crofts on the box. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome to see Crofts uh, you know sink his teeth into uh, that that number one spot. Uh, he's a man possessed. He's backed up. He's being chased by two Gomez's, uh, Darian and JP. And then there in the fourth spot is, uh, you know, Rock Royalty, Jason Shearer, followed by another Gomez. Then you got the Campbells, uh, father, daughter, Shannon and Bailey. And then uh, Von Gitten and Tad Dowker. And then Jason Blanton uh, in the 10th spot, rounding out uh, your top 10 from Moab. Yeah, man. Um, so this event. God, I'm going to, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go out there and say that, uh, I can see Brian Crofts doing well. I remember in 2019 Crofts absolutely killed it down there. I don't remember what his position was, but I remember his qualifying run. I think most people will remember his qualifying run. Cause he, there was a step down. He was too far to the right, clips some rocks. It throws him into a bike and he basically upshifts in the bike as uh, driving through a cloud of dust. And, uh, I'll and- bet you Ryan Miller remembers that. Can you hear me, Wyatt? Yeah, absolutely can hear you. Go. Oh, yeah. I was co-driving for him in that race. <laughs> well, talk to us, man. That's why I'm talking about this. This is your this is your spot. That qualifying run was uh, when we left that lip you just talked about, both of us went, oh, shit, because we saw that big wall on the passenger side. But he didn't lift, so... And you and you just took a, a face full of dirt. And uh, now, did you guys did you guys end up on the pole for that? No, we were third or fourth, I think. Um, 
there's a big G out on the backside of the course that we checked up for. And that was like two seconds between that and first. So, so Ryan, you know, Ryan Miller, uh, with, uh, Campbell racing Campbell, Ant, he's, uh, he's been the fill in driver for the substitute driver for Bailey Campbell for most of, uh, well, the last year, really the last year. Um, but Bailey is back in the car. She's uh she's a proud mama. How's that make you feel, Ryan, that you, uh, you're sliding back to the right seat now? Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm ready for her to get back in and us pick up where we left off. Now, is it because she's faster than you or more calculated than you? <laughs> Probably both. Right. Fair, 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 fair. And then, um, uh, you know, we talked about, or I at least brought it up at the very beginning of the show about kind of not talking about rules. If you've got, you know, an issue or whatever to go to, you know, your class liaisons, uh, there's some stuff that's been brought up about split times. Ryan, as the class liaison for 4,400, you'd heard some split time discussions. You know, there's some split time discussions coming out of, uh, uh, the, the Campbell stables. Dave heard these, Dave Cole heard these. He reached out to you to, to talk to the class rep about working that out. And you guys have a, a date set up uh, in the next couple of days in San Felipe to sit down and discuss the issues and whatever is going on around that, right? Yep. And see, that's the amicable solution we're looking for, right? That, that hey, the, it, there's an issue that's been cropped up by, uh, propped up by several drivers. It's, it's been floated to the surface. And now, you know, the liaison and, uh, and Ultra 4 are going to sit down and, uh, and work through whatever that is and get both sides comfortable. Seems amicable, right? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get, let, let's get back to talking racing. So as, as Chip walked us through and miles gave me some information and Alan gave me some information about what the, what the race looks like that this, uh, uh, one main pit, no chase race with uh, a 25 mile an hour speed zone. Chip says it's roughly the exact same course that they ran in 2019, I think, you know, that's going to, that's in, it's mostly desert. It's going to favor the IFS cars. So let, let, let's, let's walk through it. I mean, we've got 35 cars currently registered. We got some guys came, came out of Texas to make it down there. We got Levi Shirley on the list, Lauren, we got some, some stuff swapping around with the Wicks boys with, uh, Randy Slauson jumping in with, uh, Justin Wicks. Uh, we've got all the Gomez's down there. So all the UFO cars are there. That includes Dan Wyrick. Uh, those guys just came off a really crazy cool race that could be put on for NorCal and, uh, and Wyrick, I think came in second on one of those heats and man, he was just something to watch Crofts, uh, Brian Caprera down there, uh, Bailey Cole. I'm pulling for Bailey Cole to do better than fourth talks on that. Anyone? Wyatt, I mean, with the names that you've named out, this race could be anybody's race with prep and the rocks and the whoops and i mean it i can't even give you a uh one two three anybody's race i damn now i sound like miles yeah you do well i mean you should throw yourself out there when are we going to see a rufus car on the box man i am trying we it's eluded you guys we, we we were doing good in kentucky uh i was in fourth place and lost the brakes uh we had a Mass cylinder just lock up, and I was running with emergency brake, and I was running there with Porterfield, and man, that guy's fast, and I, I give it up to that guy. He he, he got further than we did, uh, but I'm I'm going for it. I'm I'm done trying to finish races. Um, it's we're gonna either really mess up the car, or we're gonna get on the box. Well, you know, a name that I, that I hadn't even mentioned. Uh, well, and, well, before I even get there, Chip, I agree. You got, it could be your day. It could be anyone's day, but someone who I didn't even, I hadn't thrown out there yet was, uh, and he really hasn't had a ton of, he hasn't, I don't think he's had a, a race win since, but he's been super close a lot. But Paul Horschel won this race in 2019, followed by Shannon Campbell in second and his daughter, Bailey Campbell, who co-driver Ryan Miller is on with us right now, uh, round out your, your top three there. You know, I, I keep I'm calling for Brian Crofts. That's another uh, Campbell car. They were fifth. That's well, that's crazy. I'm looking at Horschel's car sitting here in the parking lot at Pete's camp. He was running it on the beach a minute ago, and you know that guy. You know, I envy that guy. He gets a he thinks outside the box. He builds a lot of the stuff himself. He's had a lot of misfortunes, like he did in Moab. He simply broke a bracket out of the frame. You know, that dude's a guy to watch. I mean just like any of the other guys. So that's why I can't, you know, it could be anybody 
up on those boxes. That could be anybody sitting out there uh, waiting for the record too. So I'm going to, I'm going through the list out of the cars that are there. Am I kind of right in my thinking that, uh, Bailey Cole and Jason Shearer are the only racers that also raced rush a few weeks ago in the mud. Uh, no, we did chip. Zandy and I raced rush. I'm so sorry about that chip. I, I did know that you guys didn't race Moab though. Correct. We were saving the cars for rush and, uh, you know, we, we decided to uh, skip Moab and we decided to skip Montana, but we were racing every other race. John Grounds also. Who 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 rolled right off the? It was, it was Handsome Jay, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. that was Handsome Jay, like <laughs> mile marker, like one point five. Nah, he didn't even make it a mile. Well, he had to go up the ravine. It, it was a there was an undercut, big rock slab, whatever you want to call it. And if you didn't go up it right, it it would send you, and it got him. I guess he was doing his hair. Classic Jay. I liked the, I liked the meme that his wife made of him. I don't remember what it said now. Uh, I want I want handsome to race more just so his wife can make more memes. They're right? awesome, and that dude's a good dude too. He is funny. They both are. They're really solid people, both of them. Mm-hmm. The the most favorite one Absolutely. I've seen so far is when he uh, he did the TikTok sitting across from Jason and Bailey, uh, acting like he had a restraining order. Yeah, and he yells over his head. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be that, dude, that guy's got a mind of his own. Yeah, he's 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 well, you know he he reminds me a lot of you, Chip, but just much better looking. Well, that's why he goes by Handsome Jay, and well, I go by Chip. <laughs> and happens. All right, guys, uh, let's roll through it, man. Um, I'm going to kind of ask uh, the crowd here. I mean, it, it is, it, this is going to be hard. This is, there, there's a lot, I've got a lot of you guys up on the stage, but this is going to be hard to kind of go through. Who do you, th- who do you think your favorites are? Cause I'm, I'm looking at the list, man. And really I'm the only one I can really pick is I is Brian Crofts. I, I see Brian top three. I don't know if he lands up on the box. I got to throw it out there to Von Gittin. Von Gittin will be somewhere up in that area. And then, um, I'll throw it to budget guy that you know is super fast has a very super capable car we've seen him you know win a ton of races but cody addington that's my three uh terhone what you got on the spot here first all right um i think it was mentioned but i've got to go with horschel winning it um you know same thing 4600 everybody talked about levels experience in baja and horschel's got that down there he's got the previous win he's got that hunger of of Moab. I, I think he's just going to be on it at this race. Uh, wrapped up the podium with JP Gomez in second and then going for Brian Caprera in third. Um, I feel like he's got the car and he is due to get on a podium. Um, and, and then just for fun, I'll throw Bailey Cole in fourth. Sorry, Bailey. Oh, <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> it happens. Hey, you know, we haven't talked to this guy yet, and I absolutely love him. He's absolutely killing it uh, on the media game. But Kevin, Ultra 4 Jones, Kevin, you on there? He just walked away. His phone died, and he was with us. Oh. I don't know where he went. All right. I'm going to go to Dawson. Hey, I'm, I'm here. Oh, there oh, he, he is. is. Ultra 4 Jones. You know, we hey. didn't talk about you uh, in the MC class. Uh, you, you, I'm going to give you a little bit of po- you know, a little bit of uh, platform here to speak on. Driver of the 518. Are you how prepared are you for EMC and what is kind of your strategy for it? Uh, I'm I'm pretty dang prepared. I'll I'll be honest. The car's in good shape. Uh, what's what's not is my phone's at one percent. I'm gonna struggle to plug it in here real quick. But um, yeah, I like I like the environment down here because it's it's very much like hammers, which I think suits kind of my driving style and my background of like terrain understanding. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I think we got a we got a good field in EMC. I think an interesting dynamic is forty nine hundred will be in the mix with us, and then uh, forty six hundred's only doing two laps, and forty nine hundred's doing three laps. So just just kind of working working with the traffic and understanding the different classes will be a little bit interesting. But do you think that's going to hurt some feelings when uh when guys got have to pull over to let UTVs by? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, I'm going to be one of them. So. My my car being older, it's it's a lot stronger in the rocks than it is in the desert. But 
you know, you just got to keep in mind you're racing, you're racing the clock. You're not racing those guys. So let them, let them race their race and you race yours and just let it, let it happen. You know? Yeah. Cause you know, historically it's been, you know, the faster cars are the bigger cars. And in this scenario, it's actually inverted, right? So normally if a, the smaller car couldn't move, you know, I mean, usually the bigger car could give them a bump or whatever, push them out of the way <laughs> this way. If the bigger car, if you big guys don't get out of the way, those guys are really not going to move you. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we, we all got to be respectful of, of what everybody's doing and, and what we're trying to get accomplished. But, uh, you know, th- those guys have been proving their worth against the class tens and, and some of the other environments. So, uh, proving know, their worth have, against 4,400s. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Um, I, I have all the respect for those guys, but I, I just personally, I, I can't bring myself to, to get in one of those and call it a race car. But uh, they're they're fast. They're for sure fast. So I mean, if if they come up behind me and they give me the horn, I'll, I'll get out of their way and respect their day. And you know, I assume they're going to respect mine. Gotcha. Well, give me your uh, give me your forty four hundred podium. Oh gosh, um, I, I think Paul's gonna gonna get it done again. Um, I think uh, I think I think Justin Wicks might surprise some people, especially with Randy in the passenger seat. And, um, I don't know, maybe one of those Rufus boys, you know, round out the podium. Like they said, checkers or wreckers. See, Chip, somebody's cheering for you. We knew we could find somebody out there somewhere. John Schaefer, man. John, who, who are you picking in the 4400 race? You've been spot on in your picks, so. I mean, I, I haven't really thought about 4400. I was just laying out my 46s. That's all right. You got favorites, though, don't you? No. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll jump over to Nate Jesse. Hey, Nate, we hadn't, ha- we hadn't talked to you yet, but, uh, uh, Nate, tell me, tell me, uh, your top three on the box for 4,400. Man, why man, I think, I think a lot like what everybody said so far, it could be anybody's race, but if I had to pick three, I think top of the box going to be Bailey Cole. He's got it coming. He's been working hard. I think he's going to make it happen. Uh, I'd go with Paul Horschel, too, and then uh, Dan Wyrick in third. I think uh, coming off that NorCal race, he's done really well. He did really well there. He's done really well all season. I think he's going to be able to pull it off, be on the podium. Yeah, man, it's a hard one. Anthony Yunt, who who you got here? Anthony is so slow to hit his mute off. There he is. First off, Terhune didn't mention the points leader in the side-by-side class. So I'm going to go with Jacob Versey in the side-by-side class. Okay. And then Travis Zollinger second, Scott Lesage third. Man, I, I do, I'm a Lesage fan. He's a good dude. Yeah, I, I don't know about the UTV guys that, that well. I just don't know enough of them well enough. And Terhune, you know, give me a lot of shit about that. But, uh, uh, hey, it- in my defense to Anthony, I bypassed him, kind of like the UTVs are bypassing part of the course. Ooh. Burn. No, there we go. And this is, you know, the inside call here. Uh, Ryan Miller, you can pick the top podiums, but please, you know, I know you're going to pick a bunch of Campbell cars, one, two, three. So is that where it's going to be? Uh, I mean, obviously you want to cheer for your own team, but if I was – if I was picking uh, not by feelings, I, I think you're you might be onto it, Wyatt, with Brian. I know he's he's been working on his car, getting it dialed in a lot. And I'll tell you what, in Moab, he was stopped on course for like nine minutes, I think. And when he went by me, I was like, holy crap, he is on fire. And he said his car was just flawless after that. And I, I have a feeling, you know, after riding with him down there, he, he might be able to pull it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan there. Uh, um, but if the, I had to pick, uh, you know, the top three, I, I, I want to say Levi Shirley might be, might be due for one here. Um, you know, he's, he's always up there and he's had a couple, couple hits of bad luck, but, um, I think he, he could do it. And, um, I think either Lauren or, or Paul are, are going to be up there as well. Well, uh, on Levi, it's not for lack of hard work. That guy is such a hard worker on his race program. He is constantly on it, and yeah, it's it's eluded him uh, uh, here, here at the moment. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Lauren, Lauren is always in the always in the conversation. He's uh, he he's he's veritable man. He's the guy. He's 
he just hasn't had one here uh, super recently. He's but he's always putting on a show. I'm appreciate. It. And then I'm not going to skip her. You know, she yelled at me last time because I did skip over. But Shannon Welch, Shannon, <laughs> handicap for me. What you got, girl? I'm going to say we're going to have our first couple on the podium. I think we're going to have a Brian Crofts and Bailey Campbell on the podium. She came in third there. Didn't they get engaged there, Ryan? Um, yeah. What's that? They did. Yeah, they got engaged there two years ago, but that's not – I mean, that's cool. Obviously, she's back there now with the baby. Um, and But I'm going to say Bailey gets hungry when she's been on the podium somewhere. She knows this course, if it's the exact same course, and she's getting back in the driver's seat. She she takes after her dad on the competition side of things. I would really love to see our first couple on the podium in separate cars. That's a, that's a, that's a fun detail. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, uh, on that note, I want to uh, jump into. Uh, I can't wait to see see the live show. Miles, Miles is f- representing Ultra Four. Uh, I mean, uh, here in the live show coming on, he's not going to be in Mexico. He's flying out to Los Angeles to their studios from the Boomin Metropolis of Pala, Kansas, and uh, getting out there. And Miles, explain to me how you guys are pulling off the live show from the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, with all the COVID protocols, we are doing our best. Ah, I lost Miles. All right, oh, Miles. I'm there. All right, He's go talking. talking. I'm hearing him. Okay. All right. You hear me, Shannon? Yeah, I got you. I got you, Miles. Okay. Go on. So, yeah, so with uh, the pro- uh, COVID protocol, we're trying to have a light foot. We're leaving our main production team in uh, L.A. area. So I'm going to fly out there tomorrow cameras on site we'll have i think six cameras uh dan campbell will be on site and then they'll shoot it to the take it live guys and that's where i'll be calling the show and they'll be cutting it uh, and all that jazz so it'll be uh it'll be a cool way to go it's kind of it's very similar to what we normally do it's just not i'm not at the racetrack uh, so i won't we won't be have all the interviews and whatnot but We'll have a live show and it'll be cool. I'm, I'm excited to do it and it's going to be a good time. Well, awesome. Thank, thank you for that, Miles. I want to throw in two more things. We're down to sub three minutes left until my alarm goes off and then we can start after our session and then uh, talk about everything that uh, everyone who's not on right now is going to miss out on. But uh, John John Goodby, Goodby uh, was on here episode uh, 45. Is that right? 40, somewhere in there, just a few weeks ago. And uh, he's been up in South Dakota working on the Buffalo Chip uh, track. They cut cutting new track for uh, the Sturgis race that's coming up here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's fastly approaching. What are we, about a month away from that one? Um, that track looks super fast, super cool, cool terrain changes. No trees, not a tree anywhere to be sight. <laughs> Sorry, not a tree anywhere to be seen. Uh, the elevation changes, though, look awesome and amazing. Pretty excited about that one. Um, after that, uh, what do we got after that? We got Crandon coming up, uh, summertime, but mostly the thing that I want to bring up if no one, if you missed it, I'm not sure how you could possibly miss it, but ultra four nationals will be, will not be in Reno that, that park, the wild west park sold, sold to the construction company at the bottom of the hill. And they are uh, breaking ground on a new asphalt facility there. So, uh, we got thrown into looking for, a new location for nationals and they have settled on those nationals will be in Oklahoma at the crossbar. Great place to race, not the best place to spectate, but man, we're going to change that. We, you know, let's make lemons out of lemonade. I, I look forward to seeing everybody at nationals when that goes down. Um, I honestly can't wait. It's uh, it is one of my favorite races of the year just cause it is nationals. Um, and I know that ultra four, uh, does amazing stuff at crossbar and from a driver's point of view, that is, a uh, that's about the closest thing to uh, to KOH outside of KOH, and then adding in trees and water. Um, it's got a and little. And it's centrally located. Well, I think there's a debate about that, Miles. I mean, centrally located to the geographical lower forty-eight, sure. Uh, centrally located to the majority of racers, I don't think so. But I know I know the East Coast guys will uh, will complain if it's further west, which they were fine going to Reno. But if we go any further east. The West Coast racers all complain. So, but it's closer to me. Well, it is. You can drive, and we need to talk about that. You and I need to talk about that offline because uh, I need a place to stay. All right. On that note, 
My alarm's about to... Are we spooning again? (laughs) As long as you're the little spoon. Hey, guys, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Really appreciate everyone jumping on to this uh, hour-long pre-special. See, there goes the alarm right there. Turn that bastard off if I can get it with one hand. Uh, Yeah, I got it. Um, Thank you, guys, for everyone for tuning in to this uh, hour-special bench racing uh, each of the ultra four races this season here in 2021. It's a cool new, uh, format. We've, uh, we've tried, we broke it open. Thank you, Shannon Welch for, uh, introducing this format and, uh, or introducing this platform and let me run with a, a format on it. Um, you're awesome. Todd Stoffer, who also helped, uh, admin or whatever you would call it, all the behind the scenes stuff on, uh, this episode. Um, thank you. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Shannon for handling this. And on that note, everyone, I'm going to turn the record off. Give me a couple seconds, but don't leave. Thank you for listening and taking a dive into the talent tank. Please like and subscribe on Instagram at the talent tank or our website, thetalenttank.com.